Come and dream with me. Hello, welcome to the What Do You Want to Watch 2003 Fantasy Movie Game Draft. I'm your host, Ashley Hobley. Joining me today, Dylan Blight. Hello, did I win 2022? Yes, so let's just kick things off right there <laughs> with the results from the 2022 uh, draft. Uh, so uh, you can head over to com, or you can check the show notes below. I've got a full article with full results from this year with all the scores. Uh, but Dylan did win uh, with a final score of 158 to 117. Um, yeah. Uh, Smasher. Key points. Uh, Dylan had only one movie that was delayed to 2023. I had three. So, really, uh, strategy-wise, that was uh, a bit of a miss. I'll admit that. Uh, the, the movie that got the most points, Top Gun Maverick, which was- What did I say? What? Did it, what um, when did I pick that? Oh, that was- that I want to say there was either nine or ten. I can't remember who picked first. Yeah. Yeah. So both of us had had multiple opportunities to pick that movie and didn't. (laughs) So that netted you 44 points as the highest grossing movie of the year. Uh, Interesting. I'll also read up the top 10 movies of the year based on box office. I will say uh, we obviously have done this a little bit before Christmas, before the end of the year. Uh, So... Technically, Avatar, Avatar could, <laughs> could, yeah. but to like make a difference in the points tally, it would have to make over $760 million worldwide, which I don't think it's going to do in three weeks. No. Uh, so, number 10, we've got Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, number nine, Moon Man. Uh, number eight, Watergate Bridge. Those two films both are Chinese, Chinese films. Uh Number seven is Thor Love and Thunder. Number six, The Batman. Number five, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Number four, Minions The Rise of Gru. Number three, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Number two, Jurassic World Dominion. Number one, Top Gun Maverick. So yeah. Interesting list of films that made a ton of money this year. Um, I will say other points. Uh, I did miraculously... My two highest gross point scoring films with like of the the mid year draft that we did. So if I'd have done well on those, I might have been much further behind. Uh, and my third pick what was Babylon. They? What were they? Te- what was it? What? Black Panther: The Wakanda Forever, and okay. The Fablemans. Yeah. Fablemans and Black but Babylon technically twenty twenty two films, but they've got review scores out in twenty twenty two. So. And Babylon, it's got barely any review scores, so, you know, it could have been higher. I could have had more points. If, could have had none. Technically, I, they came out in 2023. That's, you know, you, you won by a lot, so, I mean, you come down. <laughs> uh, and then the other interesting point is uh, I had the only movie that got negative points in uh, Don't Worry, Darling. Negative points. Well, if, if you get less than 60, like 6.0 on Rotten, the Rotten Tomatoes critic score, you lose points, oh. Oh, and that was my only. Rules. You you had a uh, Jurassic World Dominion, which was with the lowest scoring, uh, critic wise, uh, but you had obviously it earned you points because it was it did so well at the box office. Yeah, it counteracted it. 
Uh, yeah. So that, that's the results of get. Like I said, you can go to expo.com and check out all the scores. And do you want to explain uh, for people like how the rules? The rules, yes. So the scores of each film are based on the Rotten Tomatoes critics' average rating. For every 0.1 above 6.0, a film gets it gets one point. For every 0.1 below 6.0, it loses a point. If a movie doesn't release in a year, it gets treated as 6.0 and therefore zero points. Uh, you also get double uh, points for every 0.1 over 8.0. Uh, and then every 0.1 below 4.0 only loses half a point. Uh, and also, uh, there are bonus points based on the worldwide box office ranking. If the film is ranked at number one for the year worldwide, it earns 20 points. Ranked two, 18 points and so on through to rank 10, earning two points. So now we'll both pick eight movies, uh, as well as two wildcard entries. The wildcard entries are the critic. If there is a negative critic score, it doesn't count against your final tally, which is important because we both had one negative each this year. Me with Halloween Ends and Dylan with Ambulance. <laughs> uh, that would have lost us points. So uh, and then around the July mark, we'll be picking another three films to add. Uh, so yeah, this also kind of works as an opportunity to talk about some of our most anticipated movies of 2023, uh, hopefully. So uh, yeah, I think uh, as the winner last year, uh, you should go second. So I'm going to go first. <laughs> Fair enough. And for the second year in a row, my number one pick, <laughs> Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. Uh, surely it's coming out this year. I can't imagine getting played again. Um, it looks amazing. The first film, Academy Award winning, uh, loved by everyone. Uh, one of, I gave it a 9.5 here at the Explosion Network. Uh, it is one of the movies that I regret not giving a 10. Um, just a fantastic one. And I suspect this one to be bigger and better and make a ton more money. So yeah, that's why that's the number one pick in the draft. Dylan, what's your, your first pick? My number one pick is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Um, the true story about the man who invented the atomic bomb. It's a Nolan movie, so I'm going to be excited nonetheless, but this is just a really interesting story. Nolan's movies always do both very well at the box office because he shoots them amazingly. Um, they put things in trailers like, from the guy who brought you fucking Dark Knight, um, and he's apparently blown up shit for this movie. He's <laughs> done a real atomic bomb or some shit they were yeah. writing online the other day, <laughs> which is crazy to think about, but it's also the guy who just crashed an entire plane through an airport for the sake of it. So, you know, hell, why not? Um, yeah, I feel like it'll do really well at the box office. And of course, it'll do very well critically. Um, Nolan's movies generally do. Like, yeah. I, uh, like he hasn't done a bad movie for a movie that's probably got below like an eight for ages. So, yeah. I mean, it's got half of Hollywood in the movie, so if each one of those goes and yep. buys a ticket, I'm pretty sure they'll be, you know, halfway there. Yeah, that works. <laughs> you know, all their families go and buy tickets. You know, that's that was the real strategy behind hiring all these people. <laughs> I'm, I'm also really happy to see Cillian Murphy get his starring role because he's always supporting in Nolan stuff. So yes, that's true. Uh, all right, uh, my second pick is going to be Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Uh, of course, you know, Tom Cruise led the way in 2022. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's leading away again in 2023. Um, Mission Impossible movies just go continue to go from strength to strength. Um, and, you know, some of the crazy shit we saw in the trailer, the teaser trailer, it's like people are going to go want to go to the cinema to see 
Tom Cruise almost kill himself on planes and trains. Top Gun probably helps too. How's he gonna? How he jumps off a cliff with a motorbike? Has what? What? <laughs> Space. Maybe. Who's going next? Space. Uh, yes, that's my number two pick. Dylan, what's your number two pick? Uh, my number two pick is Scream 6. Or I guess that's what we're actually calling it, based on the most recent teaser trailer. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm a super Scream fan. I love the franchise. Really enjoyed the last entry, Scream 2022. Um, weird to think that I'm talking about a sequel that's coming out in just a few months when the movie, the last one just came out. But anyway, here we are. That were, last one did very well critically and at the box office, like one of the bigger horror movies, if not probably the biggest horror, horror movie of the year. Um, I would fully expect this one to do even better. I can't say... It'll, I can't confirm it'll definitely do well critically. I presume it will because it's the same directors and everything. And I, tr- I sort of trust the the team at this stage. But also, I feel like General Ortega's popularity picking up because of Wednesday uh, will drag along more people to the, see this one as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one. Do, do we need to do a Scream podcast? <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about doing a rewatch. Do a whole, like, because yeah. we, well, obviously we've done spoiler cards for the first screen before um, with Buddy, but my, maybe we should do a full, full rewatch. I get you to watch them all, especially because this one um, has character returning from Scream 4, which yeah. I need any opportunity to talk about how Scream 4 is highly underrated. All right. Well, Buddy, if you're listening to this, hit yeah. us up. Or anybody else who wants to do it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, my no- third pick is going to be. I'm going to go Dune Part 2. Uh, first, Do- Dune Part 1, I guess, was uh, very critically acclaimed. Uh, I mean, it's going to be late in the year, so I don't know how much it's going to affect the box office-wise, uh, but it is easily one of my most anticipated movies of next year. Uh, and with you know everybody having been able to watch it uh, in like the year since and kind of experience it, uh, I think it's going to be bigger and better and crazier and, you know, this one has Florence Pugh in it, so I mean, plus that's points. got massive pluses. Austin Butler as well, so off the back of his big gear, so uh, yeah, Doom Part Two. Don't bet against Villeneuve. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what's your third pick? Uh, my third pick is going to be Barbie, Greta Ooh. Gerwig's Barbie. Uh, teaser just came out, real fun teaser, but I'm really excited for this movie nonetheless. I think it's going to do well critically because it's a. I think it's going to, of course, tackle Barbie as a character in a way that we're not expecting because it's coming from Gerwig. Um, mm. But then I also feel like it's going to do really well financially because of the cast and the fact that Barbie's this thing that everyone knows and I'll sort of want to watch it because of that. Maybe it's not what a lot of people think it'll be, but I feel like people will go watch it anyway. It has a star power of Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, two of the biggest Hollywood stars at the moment to attract people to it. So, um, yeah, I fully expect this to do well critically and financially. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, My fourth pick... I'm going to go with Creed 3. Uh, I think the trailer that we saw was amazing. Uh, Jonathan Majors looks incredible. I think, you know, women want to go see him and... uh, The man's eating 20 chickens a day. (laughs) We'll see him and Michael B. Jordan with their shirts off punching each other. I think, you know, they're on board with that. Um, I think... I think not having Sylvester Stallone is actually a plus. 
I so think, good. I think, you know, <laughs> uh, as much as people like, oh, Rocky, he should have been in every movie. It's really sad that he's not in there. I think Ro- Creed 2 was kind of held back by uh, Sylvester Stallone's uh, pushing himself into the creative process. Uh, so it kind He of literally had, wrote the script, so. Yeah, so uh, not having him on board, I think, uh, will, you know, this gives uh, Michael B. Jordan the chance to, like, be his own man. Uh, and, yeah, a threat in uh, Jonathan Majors, who, you know, will probably be on the back of another major project earlier in the year, I think, uh, is going to be pretty incredible to watch. Dylan, what is your fourth pick? Yahoo! The Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I think that this movie is going to do gangbusters money-wise because it's freaking Mario, Nintendo's <laughs> first animated live, like the first major movie that Nintendo's done. Um, mm. And I think it will surprise people because I'm on board the train now at the stage. And I've talked about this on Ico Couch and stuff. I think the movie's going to be good. I think the movie's going to come out. I think p- critics are going to, I think everyone's going to write things like, Look, may not be for everyone, but I think it's like for the general audience and especially like, families and stuff. Like, despite Chris Pratt playing Mario, is yeah, despite Chris Pratt, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be like it, that. That'll be it. It'll be, just be like Chris Pratt's a bit weird, but damn, if the movie isn't a lot of fun, um, and I, it doesn't really matter. Chris Pratt aside, everyone's gonna go watch this. This movie's gonna do a lot of money. So, yeah, Mario Bros. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the biggest uh, animated film animated of next movie. year. Um, Finally, a Disney movie will have some competition. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what Disney Animation's putting out next year, but obviously we got that Pixar film. Uh, but yeah, I, it looks crazy. So uh, unsurprising that should be high up on the list. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, I think of all the Marvel projects coming out next year, this is the one that was has the strongest legacy and is going to get the most people to go see it. I think so easily the one that's going to get the most box office wise and then i think you know it looks like it's going to be so emotion such an emotional story that i think uh james gunn is going to say goodbye to these characters in such a great way that you know surely he's not going to screw it up <laughs> is it's the t- my thought process so yeah out of the marvel films is my pick to be to earn the most points then what's your number five my number five is fast X or Fast 10. Um, a bit of a risk taker on the critical side, but you know what? I'm a, I'm a risky sort of man. Uh, and I feel like I'm down for points no matter what when it comes to the box office. Fast and Furious mm. films are usually one of the, the biggest grossing movies of the year, so uh, that sh- side of everything should still be safe. And it should get a pump into that direction. Like, the movie already would do well anyway, but I think it's going to do better because they're going to start promoting it as, like, it's the it's part one of the final two f- films. And they're going to start marketing it as such, and I think that's going to get a lot more interest into it, especially if they lean more into, like, nostalgia side for people who've been around for, like, the past 25 million years that this movie's been coming out. So, and it has a chance to be good. It still has a chance to be good. There's no reason it can't, but we shall see. It's a, it's a flip of the coin, whether it's critically good or not, but money, for sure. All right. Uh, my sixth pick is Elemental, the new uh, Pixar film, uh, original idea uh, about, you know, a world with a bunch of different elemental, like rock, earth, water people. I think there's a, great opportunity to be very creative in that world um 
sure, I think the only concern, obviously, this is done by Peter Son, who did The Good Dinosaur, which is definitely on the weaker side of the Pixar scale. Uh, but, you know, I feel like he's obviously had a lot of time to figure out what he didn't didn't work for in that film and hopefully is able to crack it. And it looks like it's a rom-com-esque kind of story from based on the teaser trailer and that kind of stuff. Ops is kind of attracting and that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I think I'm excited to, to see the world and kind of see how the Pixar team is able to bring it to life. So yeah, that's why it's high on my list. Dylan, what's your sixth pick? My sixth pick is going to be Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, so this should be, please, Lord, make it house and its final <laughs> Indiana Jones movie. He'll die on set. Um, I think it's going to do well critically. I have a lot of faith in the team behind this movie. Uh, and But box office-wise, it's Indiana Jones. Surely. There's no way. Like big, big, massive, one of the biggest franchises of all time. How can it not make money? So um, I really liked the first teaser or whatever it was. It was a teaser. I think it wasn't really a full trailer, but um, yeah, I'm keen and I, f- I feel like it should be the year. It should be the the time for a good Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, my number seven, Asteroid City, the next Wes Anderson film uh, declared to be the most Wes Anderson of Anderson movies. Uh, the premise is in 1955, students and parents from across the country gather for a scholarly competition, rest recreation, comedy, drama, and romance at a junior stargazer at convention in a fictional American desert town. Uh, it's got a crazy, crazy list of actors involved. Uh, yeah, I think it, it, it sounds like a good time. And, you know, I don't think... I think as, as much as some people want to say they're kind of stick of... Wes Anderson is chic. Uh, once they watch a new Wes Anderson film, they're like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> so that's why it's on my list. Dylan, what's your seventh pick? My seventh pick is going to be Magic Mike's Last Dance. So this is Steven Soderbergh's return um, to directing what will be the final, I guess, of this trilogy. All these movies have done both really well critically, surprisingly, and I guess especially the first one, which Soderbergh did, uh, was very well beloved by critics. Um, and all of them have done really well box office-wise, I guess, for obvious reasons. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I haven't watched any of them. I feel like I should in the lead-up. Well, this is not that like sounds I've- like we need to re- <laughs> Yeah, I've it, and I've always wanted to. I just never got around to it for whatever yeah. reason. Um, but yes, so we pr- we we probably should in the lead up to the last dance. Yeah, that's my yeah, seventh. Do pick. his first two dances. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last, uh, my eighth pick. There's a few solid movies on this list. Uh, I think I'm just gonna put my chips in early. I'm gonna go with Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, the other big one of the other big marvel projects of the year uh again betting on jonathan majors being a big star having a lot of draw this kind of being the first um multiverse well i guess kind of the big project for uh the mcu that we'll see pushing it towards the ending of where this will be our first taste of where this pro this arc is kind of ending up um with kang being introduced and we're getting uh everybody kind of loves paul rudd and you know this feels like it's going to be the biggest and best ant-man in the wasp film so far so yeah that's why i'm picking that one dylan what's your number eight 
My number eight is going to be John Wick Chapter 4. Okay. So these movies always do very well critically. They always do very well at the box office. This one could be the time that, you know, the tides start to turn, but I don't see it. I feel like this is just the, the kickoff to a brand new trilogy and they're just going to keep going well. That The first trailer they put out, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm on the board this. But bloody John Wick's on a, on a horseback shooting people down. <laughs> oh, I'm on the board. Let's go. I can't wait. I love these movies. Came for this. Let's go. All right. Uh, now we've got our two wildcard entries. Uh, the idea, you know, movies that may or may not be good, uh, but could potentially make a lot of box office, you know, eliminate some of the risk. Uh, so my first wildcard pick is Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. I think this looks like it's going to be so much fun, uh, but it could be also turn out pretty bland. Uh I don't know which direction it's going to go. It, you know, Dungeons & Dragons has kind of grown in popularity online. Will people be on board with a, a film? I think it does have a really good cast, a uh, really good uh, directing team. It's from the people who did Game Night. Um, so uh, hopefully it's lo- like that is a great film that's kind of underwatched. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of potential here, <laughs> uh, but also just because of the property and... Uh, that kind of stuff, it could go the other way. Dylan, what's your first wildcard pick? My first wildcard pick is going to be uh, Knock at the Cabin. And the reason I'm picking this as a wildcard pick is because it's um, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> so, I like the trailer. So, if you haven't seen this one, the premise is literally these people, like this family's in a cabin, and then some creepy, like, four people show up in the woods, and they knock on the door and, like, sort of tie up the family and then they are like, we're here to stop the end of the world. And it's like, sure, that's that's like the very M. Night sort of set up to a, a, <laughs> a movie. But like with all these movies, it'll either be like half good and then half bad or really bad or really good. Like it's he, he is a wild card of a director. <laughs> that's the, the in the truest of sense. So his movies usually do well at the box office no matter what. I don't think reviews ever affect his stuff. Um Probably, well, maybe they do a little bit, but in general, I don't think it does. People like watching his movies. Um, but yeah, critic-wise. Yeah, what was his last one? Uh, 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 old. Old, yeah. I think that did, did well at the box office. It did reasonably well, and the reviews were, like, mixed. But yeah. Um, and again, that's a movie, really great first half, sort of falls off on the, the back end. But uh, yeah, so I'm keen to watch this, but yeah, he's, he's a wildcard director. <laughs> yeah. And my second pick, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Damn it! That was gonna be my second pick. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, just the wild, wacky story of a bear that does a bunch of cocaine. Uh, I think <laughs> it could either be uh, the meme-esque movie that everybody needs to go watch, or it could be just a kind of forgettable film. Either way, I'm on board with it, and I'm, I'm hopeful that it will net me a bunch of points. Dylan, what's oh. your second wild card pick? Fuck it. All right, I'll go with sixty-five. So I watched the trailer for this. Came out like a okay. not long after, long before the recording. I'm not sure when you're putting this out, but um, the this is the one starring Adam Driver, 
where I'm spoiling the trailer here because I, I clicked play on this knowing nothing. And when it was revealed, I was like, that is some wild shit. I'm all on board. But the, the premise of this movie is literally Adam Driver is like driving this uh, spaceship or whatever and he like crash lands, a bunch of people in cryosleep. Um, and he's like, oh, I know where the fuck I am. Turns out it's like Planet Apes because he's somehow traveled back in time. He's like, you bastards. <laughs> but he's back 65 million years in the, uh, in the past because he's in a land dinosaur. So it's Adam Driver taking on dinosaurs with futuristic tech. Uh, like guns and grenades and whatever else. With a young it's kid, because like, of course- it's With a young kid, kid protecting a kid, yeah, because that's the-, the that, It's going to be what, the That's year all movies it. are made. It's- 2023 is gruff man protecting- Children. Kids. Children, yeah, is what it's going to be. But, like, I, I think the premise is fantastic. It's from the writers of um The Quiet Place, minus yeah. John Krasinski. Uh, I can't remember who the director is. I think it's them. Maybe they're directing it as well. Yeah, anyway, I think they're directing it as well. Yeah. They're co-directing, yeah. Um, they've done something else. I need to watch it before because I haven't actually watched the stuff they've directed. I've only watched Quiet Place. But, um, yeah, I think it looks really good premise-wise. I love dinosaur shit when it's done right. Like, obviously, we did rewatch Jurassic Park and it sort of reminded me how much when dinosaurs are done good. Fuck, I love dinosaurs when they're done good. So, um, yeah, I'm a bored, but this could Maybe be terrible as well. Maybe we can finally well. get a good dinosaur <laughs> Yeah, because the last one sort of let me down. Hopefully um, this one doesn't have many lotus. Hopefully this, this one doesn't one have any fucking lotus in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking Adam Driver's like, damn, these dinosaurs are scary, but look out for the lotus. <laughs> um, I'm sort of predicting how this movie already ends. I'm like, okay, it's just gonna, they all just die. The fucking comments, the meteorites come down, they all die. That's the end of the movie. But um, yeah, I'm keen. It'll either be really, really good or like mediocre i feel i don't feel like it'll be really really bad adam driver i can't see it being in a bad movie but i could definitely see it coming out and sitting in the 60s he has pretty good taste in scripts and usually things. does yes so i'm keen i'm going wild guard though just because like it's a genre movie so wild cards genre movies usually fall into wild card territory yeah. okay all right yeah that's our lists uh some interesting ones that didn't make the cut uh opposite I think the obvious one that didn't kind of make it the Marvels, uh, the Captain Marvel movie. Uh, not because we're sexist, just, you know. I hate Brie Larson. <laughs> that wow. is a joke. I would like to speak for myself and say that was a joke. Yes. Uh, also, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, I've also on my list was Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. That maybe, maybe, and The Flash was the other really big one. No. Yeah, whether that, how that's going to turn out. No. So, no. was there any other like really big ones that you don't think? Um, the only things on my list that I didn't use actually, because you stole. Like, I so, do have what, some other many, ones, but they're coming later. Yeah, so I might be able to pick them up. How many? Do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So I had seventeen movies on my list, and all of them were either picked by you or me, apart from. No, only one wasn't picked. Sorry, only one out of this whole list was wasn't picked, which is Shazam. So the other sixteen yeah. movies I had were said by the you and me. So I had a pretty good shortlist then. Yeah, all of bar one was lucky. Big, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, let us know who you think's going to win this year's um, fantasy movie game. Uh, what movies you're excited for in 2023 by going to explosion.com/slash Twitter, or you can jump into our Discord at explosion.com/slash Discord. Uh, if you want to help us out here, what do you want to watch? Leave us a review on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. Tell people about the show or leave us five stars. Anyone can leave five stars. And if you really enjoyed this episode, Thor's with Ola, head on over to our Kofi page at explosion.com slash support. Uh, and of course, head over to explosion.com to check out uh, 2022 results and all our picks for 2023. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, keep watching stuff, I guess.
specifically the stuff on my list.